Hello and welcome to Tully Travels Podcast. Hello everyone and you're welcome. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Sit yourself down there now and relax. Um, today, well, actually this podcast is coming to you a bit late. Because, um, well, I forgot to record it. Probably it's the, the easiest explanation. <clears throat> My rest day in Marseille and what it consisted of. So, had a good first evening in Marseille. Obviously, landed Sunday evening. Had a few ciders and whatnot. Grand little fella from uh, Italy. Antonio, I think he called himself, was serving me most of the night. Interesting little fella, young buck. Really nice, really good fella. So, went to bed a bit in merry, obviously because I had fuck all to eat. Um, well, no, sorry, I had takeaway food or whatnot. I had a bit of a lion then uh, on the Monday morning. Rose from the bed around 10 o'clock. As the breakfast in the hostel stops serving at half ten, so I thought, right, I'll time this now. Lovely, get the get the crumbs of the scraps of what's left. So I'm down. Didn't want a big breakfast, but fucking hell, three quid. All I got was a pastry and a coffee. I was disgusted. Now to tell you the truth, so I had that anyway, and then. Said I'd go down the road for a bit of a walk. There's an old shopping centre down by the port. Went down there and had a wander round into a few shops. Did a bit of window shopping and of course there was a decathlon. So I went in there and what did I buy? Oh yeah, I bought a new thing for my phone when I hold on the bike. I'd broken the last one and it was kind of hanging on by the last thread. So it was actually very handy that I came across one and then I bought another sort of headband um, oh, and I bought a tracksuit another traveller so that was my shopping done and then had another wander round it was lovely actually though because you go in off the street in one entrance and you can go straight through the shopping centre and then you're out overlooking like the port and like all these big ships you know that take people on cruises and whatnot so that was all right went back to the hostel then after that and sorry no i didn't i went for more of a wander around a few chapels and whatnot around marseille so went then and had a bit of lunch and um geez i maybe it was because i was so hungry but i had one of the nicest spaghetti Bolognese that I've ever had. Jeez, the fellas that were serving me, they running around, they were mad busy, but geez, they were, they were mad helpful, and you just took the hand up, and they, yeah, no bother, tell you they were earning their money, but no, they were good. So after that, then, I went back to the hostel, and I seen that there was a laundrette around the corner, so gathered up me a few bits and pieces even though I hadn't much but I thought oh fuck it you know I'm going to go and get them washed and stay on top of it so went washed and dried me laundry took about just shy of an hour it was grand 
back to the hostel again. Teresa was in and out like a yo-yo. And it needs to get the bike cleaned. End of story. It was fucking rank. So I got some fairy liquid from the hostel in a small little bottle. And I filled it up with water and give it a good shake because... Top tip, actually, fairy liquid is actually a good degreaser or, like, an oil on your chain and shit like that. So usually what I do then is I go to a garage and, you know, where they have the air and the water. I'll wet the whole bike, degrease it with the fairy liquid and then wash it down or hose it down with the, the water again. Could I fuck get a garage that would give me water or had one of these... I had air, all right, and I had the Hoover, which you had to pay for. But then it was like a car wash. So you can't really use, like, a pressure hose or power washer on a bike because, well, it's not good for it, and it's too powerful, and, you know, it needs to be fairly gentle. I, I don't want to use it any either because just in case it goes taking paint off or anything like that, so... I had to go out to the hostel and I had to do it outside the hostel and thankfully I asked one of the cleaning ladies. I'd met her in the lift earlier on in the day and she kind of frightened me because I went into the lift and she was there and oh, I had to jump. So I asked her, can I borrow a bucket? And she said, yeah. And I went and I filled it with water. So fired the water over it, washed up the bike and then fired the rest of the water over it. So She'd brand new, sparkling it was. So that was grand. Then, what did I do? Went up to the room and happy as Larry and didn't, I went to the room. So in the room, it was a four bed dorm. First night, there was only myself and a little Mexican fella, Carlos, I was calling him. I don't know what his name was, but he had no English or French. And I'm sure my Spanish isn't great, so uh, we didn't communicate too much. But um, it was only me and him. So then when I landed in and I was in the room, there was a lady there uh, from Belgium. All cycling gear on her. So I was like, Jesus, how are you getting on? I said, are you bikepacking? She goes, yeah. She goes, is that your bike downstairs? I said, yeah. And I, I never even seen her once. So we're yapping away. So I said, where in Belgium are you from? She goes... Ghent and I, I burst out laughing. I said, I've only ever been to Belgium once, and the only place I've been is Ghent. I went there in 2009 for a rave called I Love Techno. So, obviously, I didn't see, see much of Ghent, only a airport hangar and a reggae DJs, but <laughs> I thought it was funny. But um, she had cycled from Ghent all through France. Uh, touched into Spain and Marseille was her last uh, stop. So, um, geez, we were yapping for maybe a good 40 odd minutes in the room, just talking about bikes and experiences and whatnot. So, it was really interesting to, to hear from her. Um, this was her first backpacking trip. She had 28 kilos, I think, of stuff with her. Like, that's fucking outrageous. And she had a big, heavy bike. She had all the panniers. It was all top of the range stuff, like, as well. But, um, yeah, no, I was I was very impressed, you know. Not to sound, I don't know what, but, like, as a woman. And she's on a solo as well. Fair play to her. 
she had some time off work. She works in a bank in Belgium. Um, and always wanted to do this. So she thought, yeah, fuck it. You know, she had a few ups and downs along the way as well. But, you know, she got on with it. It was, it was impressive. So um, we ended up actually going for a bite to eat. Just constantly talking about bicycles and everything and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it was, it was nice to to talk to someone like, like-minded about different experiences about hills and like the weather and everything like that so she goes back to Belgium I think she said on Friday Thursday or Friday so yeah no, she goes back to work then next week so now it was good it was good Um, not much other crack then obviously because it was late evening or whatnot. so had one or two beers in the hostel, got talking to a few people, but um, one thing I've noticed, especially in the last two weeks in hostels or whatnot, right, I have no issue with it, but the amount of people that are able to work from abroad, like I would love to do it, you know, but they go into a certain area that's quiet in the hostel, it's quiet when they go in. And then obviously more and more people come in and then they're like more or less telling people to be quiet. Like I'm working here, can you not see? It's a fucking hostel. You know, they're meant to be very social. You know, you talk and you meet new people. That Some of my best friends that I've met traveling and I still talk to today, I met them in hostels. But these people that are able to work abroad and, you know, all they need is their laptop, but they're on Teams and they're on Skype, are kind of, in my opinion, fucking it up. And it's annoying, you know. um, I want to have a conversation in the social room in the hostel and not be told, shh, and someone pointing at a a laptop screen, like, can you see, I'm, I'm on a call, let me quiet. It's like, go rent an office space or go to a park or, you know, go to a cafe or something, but that's my opinion. Or people, not everyone might agree, but yeah, you know, especially in a public place like that, you can't tell anyone else to, to be quiet. But that's my rant. Anyway, over for... Then again, I might soon, hopefully, or who knows, might be working like that and I'd be going around telling everyone to shh, be quiet. But anyways, um, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rest Day in Marseille and we'll talk to you later. Good luck.